1: Lord who are you and the response can you imagine the mission in life the focus the consuming driving motivation of his existence right now is to eradicate the followers of Jesus of Nazareth and then he hears in his blindness laying face down in the dirt with his eyes closed I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Wow that would have been a little disconcerting. If
0: God could transform Saul of Tarsus into Paul the Apostle, then he can transform you into a new creation as well. Pastor Robert wants us to understand that no matter what we've done in our lives, there is no sin too great that Jesus can't save us. All it took was Jesus to speak into his life, and the transformation process began. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now, here's Pastor Robert with today's message.
2: His love is
1: this was his consuming focus. This was his mission in life defending what he considered to be Orthodox Judaism from these heretics. As he journeyed, verse 3 says, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Now think about that. It's, it's daytime. They're, they didn't travel at night. So he's traveling along this road. He's got some people with him. He's headed. He's almost there. And all of a sudden, he's blinded. How many of you have you ever seen a, like an arc welder? You ever seen anybody, you know electric arc welder? When I was a kid, my dad's brother, my uncle, owned a mining company, and, and there was always a lot of welding going on and, and as a small child I learned the hard way why it is that you don't watch somebody weld with an arc welder. It burns your eyes really quickly and you have to go to the doctor and they have to, you have to put the salve in your, in your eyes because it, it feels like you've poured a, like a teaspoon of sand in your eyes and, and they're just grinding all the time and it, it takes a while for the eyes to heal from the burn. He's traveling on the road. He, it's, we don't know what time of day. Maybe it's toward the end of the day, but it's still daylight. And all of a sudden, there's such a bright light from heaven around him that he's blinded, as we'll see in just a minute, physically blinded. And he falls on his face in the dirt. doesn't know what's happening, but he knows something's up. He fell to the ground, heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I'm Jesus, whom you're persecuting. It's hard for you to kick against the goads. Now think about this with me. A couple of things that kind of stand out. One, Paul didn't know who he was talking to. Excuse me, we need to forget he's Paul. Saul doesn't know who he was talking to. He knows something significant, something supernatural is taking place. Maybe this is an angelic messenger. He's not really sure, but he knows he needs to respond with respect and with deference. And so, Lord, who are you? And the response, can you imagine, the mission in life, the focus, the consuming, driving motivation of his existence right now is to eradicate the followers of Jesus of Nazareth. And then he hears in his blindness, laying face down in the dirt with his eyes closed, I'm Jesus whom you're persecuting. Wow! That would have been a little disconcerting. Would you agree? You think you're doing a good work for God and you're doing it with enthusiasm and all of a sudden you realize, ooh, you mean I'm wrong? You mean I'm actually fighting against God in this endeavor? I don't know if you've ever had an experience where everything you think you know and you've been holding on to is being removed, the rug being pulled out from under you. But that's what's going on here with this man. Everything that Saul thinks he knows about God, about life, about his future, everything is being pulled out from under him here. He's coming face to face with the reality that he's blind. That while he thought he had it all figured out, he had his theology all worked out, he had everything squared away, everything's clarified, everything's clear, he's wrong about it all. Or at least he's wrong about enough that he doesn't know what he's right about. It's a completely bewildering, confusing, upsetting place. It's awful. Who are you? I'm Jesus, whom you're persecuting. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it, but the thing that I want you to consider with that statement is that Jesus doesn't say, I'm the one whose people you're attacking, I'm the one whose followers you're persecuting. He says, It's me, Saul. You're persecuting me. That's so important for us to realize. It's so important for us to understand. Because when people come after you because of your faith, when people attack you because of your Christianity, they're actually attacking him and he takes it seriously. So you don't have to defend yourself. You don't have to deal with it. You don't have to retaliate. You don't have to respond, really. All you need to do is pray for mercy on their behalf. Because he takes it seriously. They're attacking him. You understand? Now, the flip side of that, guys, listen. We need to remember that because you know what? We are notorious for attacking one another. We Christians are, are, man, we are famous for devouring our wounded. Do you understand? And and he wants us to remember and understand that when we gossip about a brother, a sister, when, you know, when, when we... Did you hear about? He takes it seriously. We are his body. Now, this is where the Apostle Paul, you know, he's the one that develops that whole concept. He spends, some say, the next 12 years meditating on this experience, learning from the Lord Jesus, relearning, unlearning what he thought he needed, relearning. But he's the one that develops the concept of the body of Christ, that you and I are not simply followers of Jesus. When when you say to him, Lord, I see it. I, you came and, and put skin on. You are God in the flesh, and you died in my place. You, you presented yourself to be executed for my imperfections, for my sin. You died for me. And I want to know your plan. My way is is not the perfect way. Your way is the perfect way. And I want you to lead me by your spirit. When you come to him with that kind of faith and humility, and he sends his spirit, as the Bible tells us he does, to live within you, make you alive, when you do that, you don't simply become a follower of Jesus. The Bible says you become a member of his body. Somehow it says that we are brought into Christ. Don't understand it. Not entirely but there's a spiritual thing that occurs where we are made one with him and you actually he identifies you with himself when somebody comes against you or when you come against a brother or sister he says you're attacking me don't do that don't do that who are you lord i'm jesus whom you're persecuting it's hard for you to kick against the goats now what does that mean we talked a couple of weeks ago about the whole idea of a goad you know it's, it was a sharp stick that they used to poke the animals to goad them into going where they needed to go and that's the, that's the idea here. But something that I'd never really pondered is that what he's saying to Saul is, Saul, I've been goading you in the direction I wanted you to go, and you've been kicking against the goad. You've been resisting me. What does that mean? Well, apparently, apparently, there was something going on in the heart of Saul as he listened to Stephen, as he watched him. I mean, can you imagine standing there? I, I remember the first time I read that passage about... Stephen standing there being stoned to death, and and there was not a word out of his, oh, stop, that hurts, don't do that, please, have mercy. There was none of that. Stephen says, look, I see the heavens open, and the Son of Man is standing at the right hand of God. Stephen wasn't consumed by his pain or his suffering. He was consumed by the Lord Jesus and the reality of his presence in that moment of his death. You know, the greatest ministry of Stephen was his martyrdom. It was the day he died, and Saul of Tarsus stood there looking at it and had to acknowledge he's seeing something. Something real is happening here. This man is dying with dignity, with conviction, with courage. I wonder if I could die like that. He was challenged, and we know he was challenged. Because right now, God tells us, Saul, it's hard for you to kick against the goats. You've been persecuting me. You've been resisting me. I want you to follow me.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing, the main thing, Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word.
1: Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30, then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website.
0: Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. And we also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. With a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire Book of Acts. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com or you can send us an email at questions at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the Book of Acts and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.